Welcome to Behind the Twenties, Season 2, a podcast where we talk about life challenges you go through in your 20s. I'm Sonia, I'm 25 years old, and I'm a neuropsychologist. And I'm Mel, I'm 26 years old, and I just found work in a new country. So please grab a drink and join us for today's conversation. Three, two, one. Hello, welcome back to another main episode of season two, uh, Embracing Change, of our Behind the Twenties podcast. So this is a, an episode that has been brewing for a long time. Yeah. It will be dedicated to stress and overall well-being. So Sonia and I are back from our little hiatus. Basically what happened is that, yeah, we both got really busy and prioritized other things such as uh, work and... Um, sleep. Uh, I, mean. <laughs> I was going to say work, breathe, sleep, eat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Repeat. But um, let's dive in, shall we? Yes. With our recurrent question, Sonia. Do you have a drink at the ready? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> it's my regular drink, of course. It's my uh, amaretto sour. sour. <laughs> Woo-hoo! A little ASMR, some ice cubes. Again, again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, I don't have a drink just because I literally arrived home had time to eat a bit of cereals because I was starving and we hopped on the recording session. Yes. And I want to do my sports uh, afterwards. So I'm not going to drink before. That would be okay. counter. Well, I was still thinking of doing like a small workout, you know, a dance workout. <laughs> really? After <laughs> the glass and everything? Yeah. I mean, why not? But I don't know. For me, I cannot have alcohol and do sports at the same time. I don't see it as like. Never, I mean, you go dancing in a club, right? Yeah, but that's completely unhealthy. <laughs> this is just like, like I don't see this as sports and as, um, you know, being nice to myself. I see that as being nice to myself, but in another way, or like letting go, having fun, not like <clears throat> I need to be healthy and you know. Yeah, I understand. It's just a different level. By the way. I apologize if you hear some noises in the background on my side. I I'm live surprised. with other people and I don't know if you can hear it or not. But okay, let's dive in. Which, maybe before, do we want to explain why we wanted to do an episode about stress for a long time? I mean, I can explain. I think uh, I'm also a part of the reason why. Since I wrote my bachelor thesis about stress and its impact on the memory stages, encoding, consolidation, and retrieval. And of course, I decided to do my master thesis also about stress and how it influences our goal-directed and habitual behavior. So I read a lot about stress and I think it's very fascinating and it influences everyone. Everyone experiences stress to a certain level. Yeah, exactly. And I think we had a lot of conversation about yes. stress in general, so it uh, came course. in at the right time. 
So what is stress then? Can you please, Sonia, as an expert here present, um, explain yeah. to us what it is? Because I feel like everybody knows what it is, but maybe it's better to like define it. Yes, I'll I'll give you a definition before, but before I do that, I want to kind of put this mental image again out there because you and I we shared this kind of I don't even it's not even trauma but it's just it's stuck in your head for the rest of your life mm. like I was at work the other week like I always am and then we have a meeting every day and of course it's eight o'clock and then oh my in my head, it just went yeah. off I don't know why it just went off in my head It's eight o'clock, start of the exam. From now on, all the rules and regulations apply. <laughs> you know, I still have it as well. Like, but but me, it's not for eight o'clock. It's for it's nine o'clock. And it's yeah, but the meeting, my meeting started at eight, so mm. I was just like in my head, it's eight o'clock, start of the exam. From now on, the rules and regulations apply. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I have this message like engraved in my brain. It's just, but me, it's specifically with nine o'clock. Yeah, of course. If somebody tells exams. me it's nine o'clock, like this yeah. is this is a trigger, and my brain goes, start of these exams, <laughs> like with this accent, you know, start of these exams. From now on, the rules of regulation apply. I'm just like, no. Yeah. So just as a background, this is what happened when we had to write exams at university special especially in-person exams mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> let's say we've been scarred for life maybe I don't know even know why but it's like a routine it happened every time so we always knew what to expect and you associate this phrase with exam season oh my god are we um, there's a word for that no like not trained but like <sighs> come conditioned We're conditioned. Yeah. So like I already explained, everyone experiences stress in their life, whether it's due to work deadlines, school deadlines, anything really. But what is stress? So here I really looked for a definition online. And according to the World Health Organization, stress can be defined as any type of change that causes physical, emotional and psychological strain. So in a way, stress is your body's response to anything that requires your attention or action. And everyone, like I said previously, they experience stress to some degree. And the way you respond to stress, however, makes a big difference to your overall, overall well-being. So here we can already distinguish between stressors and stress responses, meaning psychological and physiological responses to stress. Because when you are confronted with a stressor, your body activates two well-known stress response systems that in turn release adrenaline, cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and of course other things as well, which in the short term increases your heart rate, breathing, and it prepares you for this well-known fight, flight, or freeze response because it helps us to prepare to react to potentially dangerous situations. But of course, if these uh Like, for instance, the cortisol levels, if they don't go back down again, you're going to be in a chronic stress situation. Mm. So stress overall, I mean, you can already imagine it yourself, can impact our behavior, cognition, quality of life. I think we're all kind of experienced this before. 
and it can have both a positive and negative impact. Yes, positive as well. You know, sometimes when you're procrastinating so hardcore and your deadline is approaching real fast, suddenly you get this kind of kick in your ass and you work and work and you get it done. Mm-hmm. But as of course, the impact it has on you also depends on the quantity of stress and how you personally react towards it. Because if you are constantly stressed and if you're chronically stressed, let's say, it can put your health at risk for several factors. And I think everyone knows this. Anxiety, depression, headaches, heart disease, heart attack, high blood pressure, strokes, sleep problems, weight gain, because you're probably not sleeping enough and then you're not eating very well and you're not nourishing yourself anymore. And of course, memory and concentration impairments. But of course, let's talk about the other side again. It can also have positive effects. So if you're kind of moderately stressed, not too much and not too little, it will really kind of enhance your attention, let's say, and you'll focus more and you'll be able to encode things better in your memory. So you're saying that there there is such a thing as like a healthy level of stress. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Are you, um, what are you thinking about? Well, I, I'm I'm actually thinking about my like myself and like how because I have a very long and complicated relationship with stress and I'm just focused on the fact that there are stressors and then yeah. stress response. So really stress is like a two system yeah. thing, you know, and then with two hormones, adrenaline and cortisol afterwards. So it's Yeah, like of course, all the factors as well that you need to consider, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to go very in, in depth here. There are yeah. some other podcasts out there and I will link them below because they really go into what happens in your body, let's say from the physiological perspective, the neurobiology and everything. Because mm-hmm. it's the Huberman Lab podcast. Yeah, I listened to that one. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm not, I'm not sure if we're referring to the same episode, probably, but um, so. Huberman Lab is a, is a good podcast overall to listen to. But okay, so now that we know what it is, right? So we have stressors, we have stress response, it can have influence on our day-to-day life. And I think the listeners probably know what we're talking about. Like, I think everybody has encountered stress. Although I have a funny anecdote, which I will place here, is that um, my brother... So I have a smaller brother and he was basically graduating high school. And at the end of high school for us in the system uh, I studied in, you need to pass a final exam, which is really important. What happened is that he was like not feeling well, you know, his stomach hurts. And he was a bit like, "Mm, what's going on? And at one point he, so he explained this to my mom and my mom was like, oh, that's stress. You're you're feeling stressed. And he was like, that's what stress is? And then he turned towards me and he was like, oh my hell, you have this all the time? Like, ooh, you know, because yeah, it was known in the family that basically I was really, really, at the time, I was always really, really stressed and he was just like super duper chill all the time. And mm-hmm. I feel like this was really the first time he, he, he felt stress, you know, so that was really funny. 
but on that on that note on this little anecdote what um like how do you notice that you're stressed because for my brother in, in this example it was really yeah i remember him saying like oh i think i ate something bad like it was really in his stomach you know well this reminds me of my story when i felt like the let's how, how do i explain it like i felt the effects of too much stress on my body And I will never forget that because I never want to be in that situation again. It was during my master, I wrote my first exam of uh, like the first period in university. And then um, the exam didn't go as I expected because I ran out of time and I felt like my answers for the other questions were kind of superficial and not in depth enough. So... I had a breakdown afterwards and I thought I am for sure going to fail the first exam of my master's degree. Mm -hmm. Great way to start. It's the same university. I've done their exams before. So why was this such a bad situation and why did the exam go so bad? And it just triggered such a, like I would say, I don't know. I didn't measure my cortisol levels, but I felt like so nauseous to the really? point that I would cook food, I would look at it and I would not be able to eat it. And really made me nauseous. Whenever I thought of food, I looked at food, it made me nauseous. How long did it last? An entire week. Oh my God. So I remember that feeling and not really enjoying food anymore because I was nauseous all the time. I mean, I made a whole pumpkin soup and I could not even enjoy it, really. You know? No, that's sad. The poor and pumpkin. I was really sad and I could not sleep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it just put so much pressure on me to really study harder for my second exam so did you fail this exam in the end i did not fail <laughs> I, i i barely passed but you did not fail but i did not fail but still this kind of feeling still lingers with me i know how it is when you are way too stressed mm -hmm. and you're way too nauseous and i don't want to feel it ever again mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty strong story. Like to feel like this for a week, that's pretty long. Yeah. So, but I, at the same time, you know, I was reading about stress for the second exam or so, and it in, its impact on. I think it was just a model that I was learning, and it was like its impact on memory or other factors, your health, and then it was like, okay, uh, if you're Cortisol levels are too high. Let's say you're too stressed. You're going to be nauseous, but you're still going to encode your memory better. Yeah, yeah. So it was still kind of weird for me. It's like a meta awareness being like, okay, I am nauseous. So, but I guess I'll encode this information better than. I'm not sure if I'll manage to retrieve it, but <laughs> I'll learn it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like this would make me stress even more. You know, if I would be stressed and I would read about stress and then realize through my reading that I'm actually really stressed. Yeah. And therefore it would start to being in a bad like loop, vicious then, circle. 
if you're faced with that situation, it's like, how do I say? It's like an alarm bell ringing. Mm. Hey, hey, you need to relax. You need to find a way to calm down. Otherwise, you're not going to feel better. And this is not going to go well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's logical. But this is like an extreme situation overall when sometimes I kind of pick up on some signs, but I've slowly creeped up on those signs over some time Mm. that I feel anxious. I cannot really pinpoint as to why exactly. Mm. And it's just kind of like a cloud above my head that's uncertain. I don't know why I'm feeling weird, anxious, not maybe sleeping well enough. And kind of feeling this pressure, Mm -hmm. but you don't really know why. Mm -hmm. And then by asking myself questions, okay, but what is going on? And then I realize, ah, I have a lot on my plate right now and I have not made a clear like overview as to what I need to do when and how I will tackle these things if I make a game plan. Because Mm -hmm. if everything is still very unclear, I'll feel overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I join you because I have a very uh, my relationship with stress is, is from really a long time ago and now I don't think I feel stress unless it's a very particular situation like yeah I even don't have anything in mind right now but like, you would think, okay, I'm going late and I'm going to miss my train and this train, I really needed to catch it. And that's mm-hmm. where I will feel stressed. And I use the word stress. I'm like, ooh, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Like, yeah. But even stress for me, it's too much. I will feel like a tension or something, maybe for that example. But I used to be extremely stressed, like to the point where if I would be stressed, which I would be all the time, actually, and people would pronounce this word out loud to me I would start crying like this is how bad it was okay and I I think with like time and getting older and getting used to it as well like it became a bit part of my identity of like the person who is always stressed but I learned to also let it go because I'm like what's not the point like I can also live stress-free and it happened like I realized what stress-free living meant when I moved to do my first master and I realized I had no exams no nothing like I was completely free and thanks to that I realized how tense I was and from that moment on I really like took it upon me to manage my stressors to yeah not feel stressed basically but it was yeah a bit brutal actually but now it's more i don't have stress it's more feeling of yeah just feeling overwhelmed so if i arrive at work and i have a lot of tasks to do i will feel a bit overwhelmed like okay what where do i start where do i do ah. i sit down i order i ask what's the priority and then that's it but it's not for me that's not stress like for me, stress is maybe that's overwhelm. Then stress is yep. maybe a bit on a longer period of time, and then if it's really long, I now call it anxiousness. Like anxious. Okay. So reflecting back now, when I was young, I wasn't stressed. I was anxious, meaning I was stressed all the time, 
24-7. Even when I was enough on holiday, I was stressed, anxious. But yeah, that's a long way to say that now I'm better. <laughs> Yay! On that, like, because you said now you know how to deal with your things, and I said the same thing. If we now know and notice our stress, do you have advice or what do you do to either not feel stress, like not go to that point if you notice it before, or what do you do? You have to remember that a certain level of stress is still good for you. Yeah, but I feel like you can maybe determine what is good and what is bad, no? I mean, it all depends on how you manage to deal with the stressor, let's say, with the stressor. But if let's assert, like a certain amount can still make you more productive. Mm. Like even maybe, let's say you talk about feeling overwhelmed, that could potentially still consider a stress. You know that, right? Because stress itself can come at different levels. You already gave a different example, like running late for a train, you start feeling stressed. Yeah. Because you now mentioned, okay, you feel overwhelmed, and then you feel stressed, and then you feel anxious with the time duration span. Yeah. That's how I see it. For me, that just sounds like, at the beginning, a tiny bit of stress, and then stress just keeps on increasing. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would have to measure your cortisol. You have to measure your... Blood. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, like, why not? But for me, I, I use it this way because if I tell people... Um, because the word stress... Like, people don't know that the word stress is good, that there is good stress, you know? So if, for example, I'm at work and I feel what I think is overwhelmed a bit because I have too many tasks but then I don't say the word overwhelmed I will say the word stressed Mm -hmm. it will ring people's alarms they're going to be like okay okay we need to act we need to help her we need to take off work which is not the case like I'm not in that position yet in my head I'm in the position just before I mean you can we said good stress and bad stress there are actually terms for this you have distress, which is stress that negatively affects you. And then you have, I mean, I'm now doubting myself as to how to pronounce it because I only know the German way now. Eustress? No, I don't know. stress. I mean, it's EU stress. EU stress? We're not native speakers and you could clearly tell now, but... This kind of stress has a positive effect on you. Effect on you. Mm. It's like the kick in the butt you sometimes. Yeah, it energizes you and motivates you to change. Mm-mm. But of course, the moment you just hear stress, it has a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah. Like if you say, "Yeah, I'm stressed at work," people will be like, "Okay, but what do you do? Like maybe you need to take a break, or I don't know what people would say, but." You see yeah. my, my point? So, but but then let's say you are now more than overwhelmed. You are stressed and it's the bad kind of stress. It's not the stress that kicks your butt. It's the stress that makes you half freeze, mm-hmm. half panic, not sleep, eat bad, yeah. forget to call your grandma and 
you know, I don't know. <laughs> what do you do then? Well, what I do is I ask myself, okay, is this inside my control or outside of my control? Mm. Can I actively do something to change the situation? And often that's not the case. I can just try my best and continue because obviously, let's say this has nothing to do with work or university, but here's an example. Let's say you get a text message, something has happened, a family member is in the hospital, you don't really know what's going on, you just know they're in the hospital. And to be honest, there's nothing you can change about it. Go for a walk, take some deep breaths, because if you're just going to sit there or stand and wait until you get the next text message, you're just going to get more stressed. It won't do you any good to be glued to your phone, waiting for those updates. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. That's actually a good way to to start. And this reminds me again of a podcast episode that I listened to, which is from Brene Brown. Mm. We've talked about it before, yeah. so I'll link it again in the show notes. Her name sounds familiar. I think I listened to it. Yes. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, Okay. So So what do you do? that's a good question actually I really like your your way of doing that um I what do I do that's a good question I don't know do you reflect do you write down your thoughts do you restructure your tasks prioritize I need to to do it in in writing so I think what I do is I I post it meaning that I will either write or journal but actually this takes some time and I used to do it quite a bit but now I my time is precious precious and um, it works a little less for me I really liked it but it works a little less so what now what I do do is that I have a lot of post-its with different colors and then I will just write down whatever crosses my mind until it hits me that that's the problem you know Mm -hmm. So I'll be like, okay, I need to fill in administration. Okay, admin. I need to do a transfer, a bank transfer, whatever. Transfer. I need to do this. I need to wash my clothes, wash my clothes. I need to like iron, iron. I need to water my plants, water my plants. Oh, I need to call my grandma. Ah, that's the thing that's bothering me because I haven't done it yet. And yeah, like this is, this is the thing. And I will do this until I like hit the thing. And usually, the first wave, I don't, I don't really realize it. What the problem is, I'll just look at my post and be like, "This is everything I had in my head. Why do I still feel stressed?" But then I just take another colors and I go deeper into the to dos or the whys or like I'm very visual. I'm a very visual person. Yeah. So for me, this works. Right now, I, I do that a lot of post-its but otherwise i'll just do the classical like go for a walk and yeah i mean by writing down what you are thinking it can make you realize why you're stressed like you said yeah it really works and something that i heard 
recently on social media was that you should stick to some routine, meaning that you shouldn't just go out of bed and get straight to work to plan some me time Mm -hmm. in your schedule. So, and to kind of have, for instance, a non-negotiable in your to-do list, whether whether it's like, I don't know, sitting there, not doing anything for 20 minutes, listening to music or not listening to anything, but just you time. So that you know that regardless of what is going on in your day, you need to do those 20 minutes or an hour. That's really interesting because I'm actually, so I wake up really early. I do my yoga in the morning and then I have to sit for, let's say, an hour in traffic before I go to work. I arrive, I do work, and then it's an hour and a half usually to go back to traffic. And then, so, and and I really prioritize my sleep. So I have about an hour and a half in the morning and then four hours, three hours in the evening before I go to bed, basically. And I am super strict. I realize now, wow, little uh, self-reflection here, super strict with myself in the sense that when it's, like five and I finish work unless I have something very urgent that I have no other option but to finish I'm just I'm just going home and I'm really like this is it my day is over yeah um, and and then I take this like this time to do my own stuff and really just do what I enjoy doing because in the end I have so little time during the week mm-hmm. that yeah, it's my me time. Yeah. And it's really nice. Everybody should have that, like at least an hour. Yeah. yeah, because I really got into kind of this routine to wake up, let's say, at 6.20. I Sonia have... is saying routine with air quotation marks, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it will make sense soon because I have to leave my flat at like, 6.45, 6.50, the latest, to get uh, to work on time. And That's I got early. into the routine of waking up at 6.20 or even 6.30, you know, just quickly getting ready, like yeah. getting dressed, maybe getting a quick shower just to rinse myself, putting on makeup, and boom, and yeah. I left, yeah. you know. It was just like, okay, I need to get up. I need to do this, 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 this. Okay, no time for me. No, no yoga, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I did this for a few months and I knew that this was not good for me. So I was like, okay, in January, it's yoga with Adrian time. Mm-hmm. Best to do in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it every morning before work. Very good. And it gives me to something just to wake up before I need to get going. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's for me it's the best. Like for me I wake up at yeah, six and do my yoga and I'm a bit slower in the sense that I can leave I need to leave my place at seven twenty. So I have more time than you. Um and yeah, just like this yoga time in the morning for, that is dedicated just for me. Is amazing because you slow down, you do your thing. She's mm-hmm. there guiding you. Adrienne is very good at what she does. 
And then maybe I'm maybe I slept a bit more and I will still take those 30 minutes. And maybe afterwards I need to rush. Like it's go, 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 go time, you know. But it doesn't matter because I got my 30 minutes of like chill stretches. And I love it. Exactly. That's really good. That's really good. But it was hard to start again, I have to say. For sure, it was hard. But now I'm glad that I'm still sticking to it. Yeah, and I mean, it's day 16 today, so you're doing pretty well. Okay, so maybe now we can hop into the more... 20s-related question. Yeah, 20s-related questions, as you said. Because I feel like the 20s... Like now I'm much chiller, right? We have a job. We know what we, we're doing. Li- life is a boat that has sailed away. More or less. There will be w- some wind pushing us left and right. Sonia is in that position currently. Her waters are a bit troublesome. My waters are, are, are nice. I'm in the Caribbeans. No storms for now. Oh, fantastic. Everybody cross their finger, please. Knock on wood. But um, so, yeah, so people that are past this this phase and kind of entered work life and everybody's happy usually say that to 20 year olds that it gets better, less stressful. You'll see everything will be easier. Mm-hmm. What what do you what what do you have to say about that? It's interesting because I also I mean, I just ask myself here, OK, do we go through more stress or more stressful situations in our 20s than during any other life stage? But of course, you go through stress in, other, in every life stage. I think here it just really depends on how you react to those stressful situations and how, then, how it will then impact you and your psychological well-being. I mean, just if you think about your 20s, what happens? Those are more one of the most formative years of your life usually of course you also go through quite a lot of challenges regardless in what life stage you're in because there are always things that could happen so you graduate from high school you move maybe to another country you need to kind of become independent you maybe ask yourself fundamental questions what do you believe in what are your morals what are your values what do you want to achieve in life? Mm-hmm. How, what do you need to do in order to get there? What are your boundaries in regards to relationships, friendships, alcohol, everything like that? Yeah, and yeah. <clears throat> you can have this kind of looming cloud of uncertainty that doesn't seem to go away or it goes away shortly and comes back because maybe you are lonely or you have a fear of loneliness, you feel like you're not really connecting to your peers, because this can be really challenging, especially at the beginning of your 20s. Or you kind of finished university, or you've just started working, becoming anxious about your career, your next career move, kind of feeling, and here, I thought it was really interesting to read about the quarter-life crisis. Because this is I googled this and what I found online was that the quarter-life crisis, let me see here, is the anxiety over the direction and quality of your life. The kind of time span that it usually happens in is during your late 20s. 
So mid-20s to, let's say, 25 to 35. But of course, this can already happen earlier. So I was like... So that's us, right? You think you're over, like, the stress of university and everything. And then this comes knocking on your door. That's exactly what I was thinking. When you think it was over, (laughs) nope. Exactly. So I read a funny quote because some people described it as feeling trapped in pretend adulthood. Oh my God, that's it. Yes. Wait, what? That's exactly it. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have my own job. I have my own salary. I have like my own place. I have my own bills I need to pay and my parking yeah. tickets and my stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, and you're basically an adult. But not really. But you, you you don't have like you don't feel like an adult. You're a bit like in yeah. this mist of like I'm not an adult yet, you know. But still, you're doing all these things. But you're basically an adult. Yeah. You're financially. I mean, it depends on when you you consider adulthood. Yeah. But you're basically financially independent, and we had conversation about this multiple times, and yeah. I think we agreed that the financial independent part is what makes you an adult because then it's you yourself and yourself you know Mm -hmm. so in a way the quarter life crisis refers to kind of the feeling that you're kind of trapped in your work life that you might feel lonely questioning your life direction whether you're making the right decisions not really feeling really confident yet and your social groups are kind of changing and you maybe haven't found that group yet or it's like you're stuck in between several groups and it's not like you have your own group anymore if that kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. well i um, feel faced with a revelation right now but yeah welcome to the quarter life crisis yeah, but I don't feel like I'm in a crisis, but maybe it's because my new life just begun between brackets, you know. We, we see, yeah. like, our life started, or, or this, this adult, fake adult, pretend adulthood mm-hmm. has started for us in August, more or less. Yeah. So maybe ask us the question in two years and we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like maybe the difference is that in your start of your 20s you're more first you you need to get used to these stressors they're not the same as you grow like now i hear a lot of people i have so you have no idea how many conversation i have about women being like i'm gonna freeze my eggs it's like something that really is in their mind and they're stressed about it and they're like "I'm, i'm i'm getting older like i'm 28 um you know social media it's crazy. I see it on my Instagram reels where people are starting to freeze their eggs at an early age because right now they might not be in a relationship and they know that they want kids down the line, but they feel like, okay, it's going to take quite some more years to find the person you want to have kids with. Mm-hmm. And we all know that our biological clock is ticking i mean it's a thing the older you get yeah yeah and i think just 
because you are more exposed to it online, it's people talk about it more and more because there's more awareness about it. Yeah. At least it gives females the opportunity to discuss it. I mean, which is great, you know, but at the same time, I'm also like, wow, you're like 27, 28, and this is what preoccupies your headspace. Yeah. Because don't you have it in your mind that, like, yes, after the age of 30, you know that there are going to be more risks if you're going to become pregnant? Yeah, yeah. Of course, but I don't like, or maybe it's because I have other stressors that I'm dealing with, meaning a new job and, you know, getting accustomed to other things, that this is we're so far away for me. We're in pretend adulthood. We're not there yet, okay? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, my point was that um, maybe the stressors change but there will always be stressors but maybe people say um to close off the loop between uh, between brackets that it gets easier just because you learn how you react to stress better and you know how to manage it because you grow yeah. and you have more ex life experience in general so maybe that's just why it gets easier but yeah i don't know because i also read online you know that stress just keeps on increasing during all the life stages it's just Oh my god! Kind of really? It's just the emotional reaction that you have to those stressors that changes as you mature in age. So you'll keep being exposed to stressors. It's just how you manage stress has changed over the years. So you manage to deal with it better. Mm. Hence, you don't feel the big consequences of stress if yeah. you manage to deal with it in a better way, let's say. Yeah. Hence the importance of actually dealing with your stress and not just yeah. shoving it into a of closet, course. especially when you're young, because that's where you can learn the best, I think. Yeah. Interesting. But I honestly feel quite, like, in general, quite okay. Like, when I look at all my life aspects, right? <laughs> Sonia smiling was like, uh, <laughs> good for you, Al. <laughs> no. But I'm happy for you. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice. Like, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm quite okay. But you, yours is more the uncertainty. I have a very busy month in January, and I just want to get through it, you know? Get through January? Yes. One day at a time. Yes. It's like sliding through January. <laughs> Sailing through January, one day at a time. But time goes by so fast. Have you like have you noticed how fast time goes? Wow. Yeah, it's scary. It's insane. But okay, so people learn how to manage your stress. Yeah. Don't distract yourself in the short term to kind of avoid those emotions. Deal with it head on, sit down or go for a walk and process what's going on and what you're thinking about. Figure out why you're stressed and what active steps you can take to feel better. Mm -hmm. I was going to say reflect. And introspect. And, and introspect. And then yeah. you'll get rid of the stress. 
and talk to friends that also helps to get their perspective on things. They might think of solutions that you couldn't think of. So the more the merrier, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But um, but indeed, I think introspection is quite useful in, yeah. in those those times especially if you like really feel stressed all the time then yeah a walk is maybe not it's gonna be a step but it's not gonna be the solution you need to go it's and look at the root it's the same with meditation if you're really stressed and you sit down and you meditate for five minutes it might make might make you feel more overwhelmed mm -hmm. because then finally you're there alone with all of your thoughts and you've not maybe realized yet what's really going on because you've been distracting yourself by being on your phone being on social media all the time kind of getting this dopamine rush by scrolling on your Instagram mm -hmm. reels or watching youtube you know mm -mm. yeah so chillax introspect write some post-its <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah okay Okay, on this note, this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening, for sticking around. Um, we hope this was an in interesting and useful topic. Maybe also a little surprise to see that we're still alive. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Behind the Twenties. And don't hesitate to leave a review. You can leave it on podcast, Apple Podcasts, little stars, you know, woo, flashy stars, click on it, yay. Um, so we can reach more people. And yeah, the music is by Ghost Rifter and the song is called Mary Bay. And then I'm guessing see you next time for a new episode, which we don't know when it's going to be out. We're, you know, one step at a time. Yeah, exactly. One step at a time. We need to do some reflection on how to bring up new topics that are interesting and we'll see each other soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>